I think the real thing is, if you feel like you're just oppressed by this, you're feeling like really down about it, you know, like a total bummer, and like you're, like maybe you're losing your mind a little bit. I think that's how a lot of us feel right now. Yeah, we're talking about the, the trucker convoy. Oh, just going about life in general. Two or but, what? but yeah, I think um, uh, yeah, centralized, localized around trucker convoy. I think last weekend was a very very heavy for me last week to Mm -hmm. be dealing with the constant barrage of certainly the news um, and um, uh, social media posts from people that I know, which is the really the heartbreaking one Mm -hmm. because then it's like, wow, people in my community are supporting this thing. And, um, and then, and then also just like we hear in the media, we get a little bit of bullying and a little pushback. We've been actually quite lucky. I'll say our show Mm -hmm. in particular, maybe they bully the morning show worse because they have news and they have to report the reality of it. And that's not so good for them. But, uh, the, but so so there's a little of that too then I think we feel that pressure so it's like all just building up into like heaviness I feel like heavy all weekend um well at least from our perspective it is frustrating because yes. no matter what we say at this point we are deemed like mainstream media fake news even if it's information from you know the hospitals themselves people yeah. just don't believe that and are kind of skewing it as an opinion when really it's just information yeah and so that's really frustrating i've been going to therapy about it yeah, and yeah, yeah. luckily this week i had um already booked an appointment so i was like oh this is perfect timing because <laughs> i need to vent mm-hmm. and what has really helped me is you know we get a lot of information on social media and a lot of people do and you know when you see something where someone is disagreeing with you but they're doing it in a way that feels like they're attacking you yep. but they're just saying it just viewing that as an observer instead of as someone who's receiving that information you view it as this person is going through this thing what is the information that they're giving me and mm-hmm. what information do I actually need to take with me moving forward because if you see someone who's clearly angry right yeah, calling yeah, you yeah, a yeah. fascist whatever it is um, it can be really easy to just be like I'm gonna take that on because I'm, I'm mad and I want to respond in a way but it's like no this is actually just about them they're angry they're frustrated just like we all are Mm -hmm. and responding in a way that you really want to isn't going to be helpful to them or to you because then you're going to be wondering what they're going to say back and all this stuff and then it's just going to keep that feeling going of like overwhelm Mm -hmm. so if you're able to just kind of take a deep breath realize that this is their thing that they're going through and you don't have to engage and you don't have to do anything even if there is pressure to like say the right thing right now right. and stand up for what's right yes you know what's right everyone else knows what's right yeah. by you saying it yeah. at this point mm-hmm. we just have to kind of de-escalate the situation right that's very insightful jen and i think that's, that's my therapist not me <laughs> well, but it's been but helpful for you to have absorbed it that's good. That means you're doing good work at therapy. I don't know if I have yet, <laughs> but I'm working on that, good. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, a couple of things to touch on there. Uh, um, uh, number one, I always love very much, you invented this phrase, and I think it's true, and I think that uh, this podcast certainly and the zone in general is not mainstream media. We are artisanal media. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's that's all We're you're artisanal, talking. okay? <laughs> okay. Um, number two, I think it's, you know, the, the really tough thing about this situation or anything that we find ourselves in these days is like, we're in such a swampy place mm-hmm. where we're all just so divided and, and misinformation and information in general is just going in so many different directions that anything that you don't like or anything that contradicts what you already believe, it's very easy to dismiss mm-hmm. as either fake news or now just, well, that's mainstream media and that's got its own agenda and that's, uh, oh yeah, well, you're in bed with Big Pharma. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so 
easy right now to dismiss whatever we don't like as mainstream or disinformation that it's difficult to have an honest conversation about literally anything but mm-hmm. now we find ourselves here in this particular situation which is difficult and um finally i just i also didn't want to mention and touch on last week i really am trying i do try my best to be as compassionate as i can for these people who have taken it upon themselves to protest mm-hmm. i agree obviously with their right to protest uh the the hard thing of it is though after last week even i said that right is is that um, really we all should have just shut this thing down the second, mm-hmm. the second that there was these ties to these white nationalist groups, these white supremacists, mm-hmm. the fact that there was Nazi flags there, the fact that, yeah, as you say, like I feel the pressure to make sure I go online and have I adequately expressed my distaste for Nazis on Twitter this week? That is so awful. And, and that's what's heartbreaking now too is that clearly these people believe so passionately in lifting mandates mm-hmm. and and whatever else it is that they're willing to also dismiss these hateful affiliations and that's what's heartbreaking to me because I have compassion for you. I understand how difficult this has been. Mm-hmm. And especially if your worldview shows you that the vaccine is not the best possible way to get out of this situation. And mm-hmm. so you just want to lift things up. It's a, and then for it to be co-opted by those things. But you should have abandoned, especially this particular protest. Abandon this if it has been infiltrated by those elements. Please. Like that's we yeah. can't be standing for that in this country. And it shouldn't take until they deface terry fox for us to be mad about it it's like we should be standing with all of our you know all the people across this country who would feel the the brunt and the weight of those hateful elements Mm -hmm. and and then uh abandon this particular protest yeah i will say like the role in the media when it comes to any protest is to look at like what is going wrong here right right yeah and it's to find conflict mm-hmm. and you see that with every single protest they'll single out people who started a fire here and there was yes. violence here and they'll yes. do that they'll do, we do that with every single protest yeah. and it, it can be frustrating I'm, i hear you know people who obviously aren't white supremacists they say or like aren't racist right but have the same goal so that's where the frustration is it's like well these are the people with the same goal and i have to kind of go with them because i want this done and it seems like it's the only way yes so you're kind of like you have your blinders on yeah right and it doesn't mean that each person is tied to that but it doesn't look good and it doesn't look good for any protest right like whatever it may be if there's violence people are mad at that the whole group yep every single protest we see that since forever you know yeah it's it's like everyone thinks that they know the solution and are frustrated that the other person doesn't agree with that solution and that's that's just where it comes down to i don't know what the end of this is going to look like i am dreading for this weekend i feel so bad for everyone who lives in ottawa even even the truckers like that constant honking that's brutal i I just lived through it on the weekend because i live across the street from the legislature and i was going nuts it took me days to like feel okay and you think about all the students trying to get their midterms done and there's just constantly honking I hope they do something because you can't just park in the middle of the street without a permit. 
You know, like that's, there are actual laws that are being broken, but there's no authority there. And like, like we got to step it up. Come on, cops. Why are you not stepping it up? Certainly any other protest group, uh, you know, has mentioned, uh, wow, we get met with a lot more force. Yeah. What uh, is exactly going on here? Why are they allowed to, yeah, park their trucks wherever they please? In the middle of a road. And disrupt and hold hostage an entire town. I know I feel, in, for, anyone who lives in Ottawa right now, I'm, I have, I feel so badly for you. I, on Saturday, knowing that it was going to be loud at your house, I almost texted you and said, do you want to come over and watch TV at my house? Or just sit quietly. We have a spare room. We'll close the door. The cat, you, whatever. You could just sit quietly. That invitation That's is so open nice. Thank you. for this weekend. If it gets noisy again, come over. Our house is quiet. Uh, love you for listening. Yeah. Sorry to be jumping into this topic bef- uh, again. You know, yeah. I'm sure you're like kind of sick of talking about it and mm-hmm. hearing about it, but uh, it's on everyone's minds right now, it seems. And everyone's kind of gone through their own struggle for two years. And now it's like kind of everyone's at their boiling point, right? Everyone's yeah. about to break, it yes. feels. Yeah. Now. Oh, very much so. Um, uh, so, hey, are we going to pull this podcast off of Spotify? Are we going <laughs> to, with solidarity with Neil Young? I'm not involved <laughs> with that. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, but uh, thank you for listening. And yeah, for the rest of this pod, we do keep it super light and, and uh, convoy oh, yeah. free on the radio throughout the week. So the rest of this thing is going to be a lot of cute animal stories. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, so many. We really leaned into <laughs> that this week. Groundhog Day this week. Okay. Oh. So it's going to, from here on out, this podcast gets chill so please enjoy euphoria is the biggest show on tv right now so today our whole inspiration is euphoria we're wearing a lot of glittery eye makeup we're hiding in a bathtub there is lots of nudity today all of our genitals are prosthetics a 1970s jerry rafferty song is playing as Hipster music in the background. Bad life choices. Hundreds of dollars on brand new clothes every day, and we're in high school. Getting ignored by Nate. Nate is not a good guy. And we seriously just want to be friends with Zendaya. She's very, very cool. Yeah, she was in Spider-Man. You know I need your love. You said to me you were having a little bit of trouble with today's Wordle, is that right? Yes, I'm taking a break from Wordle for a little bit, and then I'm going to get back in to it because I am stumped. I don't want to lose ever. I will never lose. Have you not lost yet? I haven't. Because yeah. I Good take my time. That's right. That's and the beauty of Wordle is if you if you just follow the rules and take your time, yeah. you'll eventually get it. And I'm just afraid of failure, so... Today's really tough, though. You could, you could potentially lose today. Oh, no. Okay, all I got to mentally prepare myself for that. Anyhow, there's some late-breaking news about the Wordle is that it has been purchased. The game has been bought by the New York Times. Whoa! Yeah. That's huge, because it was just one guy who, who made it, right? That's right, Josh Wardle. Did you know that the guy who invented Wordle, his name was Wardle? Did he, are you sure he didn't change his name to that? I'll have to That's, dig into that. Yeah, we need to f- get to the bottom of that for sure. Um, now, you asked a good question about how much... How much, How they much pay for this? would yeah someone offer to pay for this thing? Because it is just sweeping the nation. Yeah, the they they didn't the New York Times who bought it didn't disclose the exact terms, but they did say in a press release that it paid in the low seven figures. Whoa! So in the millions of dollars, and now but I think there's a little bit of fear here now that this will fundamentally change our beloved Wordle. 
Yeah, because I think there is going to be a moment where we look back and be like, oh, remember when Wordle was just a website and yep. we just typed in letters and then it turned a certain color? Wasn't that nice, you know? And now there were no then it's ads on it. Yeah. There was yeah, pop ups and cookies and trying to sell me stuff. It's not a separate app. Like, that's what I like about it so much. Yes, you know, you don't too. have to download anything to your phone. It's so simple, it takes little amount of time. But I have a feeling, yeah, it's just going to like blow up or change or have a whole bunch of different types of Wordles, you know? Ugh. Themed Wordles. Sponsored Wordles, like the Wordle of the Day will be a brand name. Yeah. Even that, I don't think, <laughs> would be great. But but here's the other question. Okay. How long do you think we're going to keep playing Wordle? Do you think this is for the rest of our lives? Like, I'll be on my deathbed being like, <laughs> let me just do the Wordle <laughs> on my last day alive for my life? Wow. Or do you think this is going to fizzle? Wordle's going to fizzle? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to continue for at least a few more years. It's yes. that simple of a game, and it's always different. There's so many five-letter words out there. I agree that at this point in the pandemic, it is one of my small, simple pleasures in <laughs> right? life, and I absolutely love it. Okay, so we got quite a few messages here of people guessing when uh, the Wordle would all kind of just stop being fun or go away, mm-hmm. and um, the consensus seems to be six months. Yeah, everyone's like, give it six months. I think it's going to be six months, and, and then people are going to stop posting it and sharing their scores online. But people will still be, like, quietly playing it on their own. Do you think? That's what I think, yeah. Um, What about this? Do you think it'll be tied to pandemic? Mm. So once that's kind of generally, gradually over with, we'll start playing Wordle less and less because we're so busy going outside and kissing. That's like two weeks, right? (laughs) 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 Two weeks from now, please. Is that what you're... Please. (laughs) This is what you're hoping for? Yeah. Spring and summer as well, mm. right? Mm. People want to go outside more? Oh, just like that, it's uh, Groundhog Day coming up this uh, week, but a huge story has broken wide open. Uh, some of the underbelly, <laughs> which is, yeah, would be very cute on an actual Groundhog, mm-hmm. but around the entire tradition of Groundhog Day. And if you're not in a mental space right now or you don't want to know about some, 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 some particulars and some truths about Groundhog Day, or maybe you're like a little bit young for it, you get some kids in the car, it just... Just, just a fair warning, okay? This is yeah, going to get heavy. It is going to get heavy. Okay, so we all know Wartin. As heavy as a groundhog could possibly get. Maybe 20 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. We all know Wartin Willie, one of the most famous groundhogs. The Canadian groundhog, right? Yeah. He's, a, he's a, an albino groundhog, right? Very cool. Now, there's a lot of investigative journalism going on about how many groundhogs there actually are. Because groundhogs typically live for about three years. And there's not a lot of groundhog funerals that we're hearing about. There has been in the past. Okay. Where like in 1999, instead of a groundhog day, this is so messed up, they brought out a casket. And everyone was expecting the groundhog to come out. Mm -hmm. And instead they just opened the casket and it was like a stuffed fake groundhog. And they were like... And they're like, Groundhog Willie's dead. Willie's dead this year. So, and everyone cried. Oh, no. The kids cried and everything. It yeah. was really sad. It was... It made the news, like, worldwide. It was, like, a huge story. But that was their way of... Being like, okay, we can't find another albino <laughs> groundhog because those are hard <sighs> to find. Yeah, yeah. So we have to have a funeral. Come clean. We can still have a festivity because that's what Wyerton Willie would want. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we have to have a, a funeral here. They have to acknowledge the fact that groundhog in fact don't live forever forever now we're hearing that the last wireton willie yeah 2020 passed away because they 
die every three years. <laughs> they died. Yeah, it was a natural death, you know. But okay, sure. Died. Yes. And they couldn't find an albino one to replace it. So they announced Again. that, yeah, instead they're doing uh, the understudy. So now from now on, Wyrton Willie is going to be a brown groundhog. Great. Oh, thank God. You know, oh, okay. That's what, what they need. Okay. This is yeah, so wild. I get it that you're trying to differentiate Wyrton Willie as being white from yeah. the brown. What's the American groundhog? I don't know um, the name. Someone will text it in for sure. Punk's Tony Phil. That's okay. who it is. Okay. 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 But just let it be a brown groundhog and then yeah. we don't have to worry about it. I and mean, we never have to think about whether it's the same one as yeah. last year or whether this <laughs> one is has lived to a ripe old age of 50 or 60 years old. Right. We should never be thinking about the groundhog dying. I never want to think about I that. I don't want to think about it either. It made me really sad. Right? Just let that. Because until you confronted me with this yeah. today, never did I sit down and thought, well, like it or not, that groundhog from my childhood is long dead. Right. Never would I thought about that. But I do really want to go to Wharton because apparently it just lights up. That whole town on yeah. Groundhog Day is a party. Like they all dress up, yeah. they're drinking, the community gets together. Like it is super, super fun on Groundhog Day. Okay, so, so I've been wanting to really go down to like uh, Super Bowl Mardi Gras. Like oh, yeah. I want no, New no. Orleans to party in Mardi Gras <laughs> for Super Bowl. No, I think I'm going to go to, where is it, Wyerton? Yeah, in Ontario. Wyerton, Ontario for Groundhog Day. That's <laughs> yeah. the next party place. Oh, just driving around. It's just been so wild this week. So much honking, so much traffic. Okay, yep, yep, I get it. Yep, yep, freedom. All right, yeah, I get it. Ugh. Tyranny, I know, yeah, okay. Oh, no, he wants me to roll my window down. Okay, what does he want? Oh, oh yeah, hey, I just, just want to let you know that your lights aren't on. And also the gas hose is still attached to your car. And also you're driving the wrong way down a one-way. And it's a bike lane. And uh, you left the coffee mug on the roof of your car. Oh, thanks. I'm a little frazzled these days. <laughs> yeah, don't sweat it. We all are. Much to discuss today. Thank you so much for joining on the Afternoon Zone. Yeah. Today is uh, Chinese or Lunar New Year. And it's also the start of Black History Month. Yeah, I feel like February is always just jam-packed with events, you know? Yeah, everyone just gets January off to recover yeah. from Christmas and, uh, and and get their like healthy eating goals ready or whatever yeah. it is. And then February is like, okay, here we go. Let's Back get the year going. So this is really cool. Here in Canada, as well as the U.S., for Black History Month, the theme and focus this year is Black Health and Wellness, hmm. a reflection on the history and experiences of of black people in healthcare and a moment to honor black scholars, medical officials, midwives, and initiatives focused on mental health. Wow. All sounds fitting, pretty good. Very right? fitting this year for sure. But what's really cool too is I did a little extra Google there of things that are going on here in Victoria, and there are some great things. There's really cool events. There's one happening at the Royal BC Museum. It's free, and that's on February 12th. The one that really caught my attention because I love the Ross Bay Cemetery. Yes, I know you do. There's so much history there and they're doing a guided tour at Ross Bay Cemetery and it's going to be hosted by Dr. Valen Marshall and John Adams, the local historian. Your absolute favorite local celebrity. Yeah, he's an idol. He's my idol. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so they're going to go over a whole bunch of, you know, stories about the more than 50 black pioneers um, in Ross Bay Cemetery. 
so that's cool. That's happening on February 27th. It's a Sunday. It's five bucks per person. There's also other things going on, like there's a live stream. You can actually join in on the live stream with Dr. Cornell West, who's mm. quite famous. Um, being a hope amid crisis is the uh, theme of that talk. But like I said, there's lots of stuff going on. If you'd like to check out a full list, there's a great uh, a website. Just go to bcblackhistory.ca slash events. You'll find it all there. It's great. Now... The most Victoria story yeah. I've heard in a long time. This is so specifically Victoria. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. And it's one that we hear about, you know, every few years, a very similar story. Um, well, seals do these, well, elephant seals, they do these a very, very painful process of molting their skin. It's like mm-hmm. shedding their skin. Mm-hmm. And they need like a very quiet, peaceful place in order to do that on the land. Yeah. And so we've had this before where like at a popular beach, like say Gonzales. Yeah. Or- I've been at other beaches too where people are there trying to enjoy the day and then there's there's this big elephant seal just in the middle of everything mm-hmm. just having a molt for itself and, then, and you got to keep your kids and your yeah. dogs away from it. They need it to be quiet and chilled out. Right. So sometimes you'll see animal control put up a little fence around them just telling people to stay back. Don't bother the seal. Yeah. It's doing a thing that's not very fun right now. Well, this is happening again right now in View Royal. There is a seal that is trying to find a nice place to shed its skin. Yeah. And ended up at a baseball diamond, right? So I was like, oh, you know, this is pretty peaceful, pretty <laughs> yeah, chill. Nice. Just nestled up on home plate. <laughs> so that's going to cause some issues for Love anyone that. who wants to play baseball. So then it started waddling around, going up to driveways down the street. Oh, and then boy. it ended up at a golf course where, again, looks peaceful, but then the the balls start coming in, yeah. lots of people walking around. So animal control had to capture him which was pretty easy things pretty slow yeah they uh, had some fresh herring for it they yeah. put him in lock up overnight and now have removed the seal to a quiet peaceful not populated beach for it to continue its molt ah uh, good luck fella good luck and for the rest of us now we get to brag to our friends you know how like we brag about like golfing all year round in victoria right, yeah. right to the other people across canada now we can be like <laughs> we had a seal on our golf course in january yeah. i don't know where your molting seals go oh what you don't get very many molting seals well we have one on the golf course we don't say four we say seal <laughs> It's dumb. Yeah. Wow. Our friend Tyson texted in a picture here that uh, his friend had a seal come right up to their house and look in the window. And you can see in the picture, there's like a doggy on the inside looking at the seal who's looking in the inside being like, I want what the dog has. (laughs) Give me that dog bed. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I, I can't believe this is a real photo. It looks like a like a meme, like a viral meme. Yeah. Like uh when you, I don't know, I can't think of a meme. I saw those meme people think are so creative. It, okay? Yeah, we'll think about it. We'll brainstorm some memes for the seal. It's very cute. When you bolt in for a molten, how's that? <laughs> That's bad. Oh my God. <laughs> Good afternoon. Welcome to the Afternoon Zone. Paul and Jenny here. Hey, listen, uh, happy Groundhog Day. I don't know what the groundhog situation is. Shadow, no shadow. Winter, no winter. The thing is that even though Canada has 
the Canadian groundhog, mm-hmm. I feel like here in British Columbia and especially, you know, on the island and in the lower mainland, like we just have such a different disconnected winter from the rest of the country that the groundhog doesn't really pertain to us or it shouldn't be made to, certainly. Well, I mean, you see that all across Canada. We got a whole bunch of different weather happening, right? Um, so this so this year, looking at the predictions, uh-huh. Ontario's Wireton Willie, it's not the real Wireton Willie, by the way, mm-hmm. is predicting an early spring. In Nova Scotia and Quebec, long, cold winter ahead. What's the one in Nova Scotia? Is that Scubanacity? Yeah, I had, I had no idea how to pronounce that, so thank you. And then what's the Quebec one? Fred Le Marmotte. <laughs> um, so here's <laughs> the thing. We should have a British Columbia groundhog. Mm. Easily we could switch it to a Vancouver Island marmot, as beloved as they are. Um, I have a couple ideas. Okay. We got Marty the marmot. Yeah. How great. He's busy. I know him. He's very busy. We have Roger the Marmot. Oh, the one who lives at the... Empress. Empress, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just lounging all day at the spa at the Empress. I'm sure he's got some time okay. to predict the weather. Now, here's, I think, the linchpin in the, this all this whole idea, Jen, yeah. is that it needs a funny name, and it needs a town to rally behind it. Like, uh, Scubanacity is from Scubanacity, Ontario, right? right? Wyerton, that's a cool name. Wyerton, yeah, yeah, that's right, right? Roger the Marmot is like, uh, no one's going to take him seriously. Yeah. Victoria. So, here are some funny names of towns that are in British Columbia that oh, could okay. name the, the Marmot, the Groundhog. Stoner. Oh, <laughs> I like the vibe of that one. Stoner, yeah. yeah. So we call him Stoner. Stoner Stan or something like that. Um, Skookum Chuck. Oh, that's it. It's got to be Skookum Chuck. Well, I think there's even a better one. Oh. Spuzzum. Spuzzum. Yeah. There is a town named Spuzzum in British Columbia. What if we had Spuzzum... Sally. Spuzzum Sally. Yeah. Making picks for a British Columbia winter. And it could be based on rain percentage. I could get behind that for sure. All right. Yeah, so we're feeling a little left out today because all of these provinces and cities across the country have a marmot that predicts the weather. Yes. I don't think we have one here in BC, but um, it's always with like a town you were bringing up that like, it, it's a town that sounds kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like it's got a really cool name. Scubanacity. Oh, yeah, Wyarton. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so we need something like that for BC. So we're asking for like the wildest sounding or the f- most fun sounding um, town name to mm-hmm, go for mm-hmm. a marmot. Yeah. So Kevin just writes... Yubo sounds pretty funny. I would do something with that. So you could be like Yubo Barney or something like that. Or Lisa brings up that there is a stoner. There is stoner. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, there is. There is that. That's good. Um, okay, Andrew comes with a lot of uh, great okay, suggestions, yeah. actually. Okay, so Skookum Chuck Steve. Not love that. Qualicum Quinn. Tassis Tom. <laughs> you cluelet Hugh. Oh, that's tough. See, now now you're really you getting the hang of Hugh. the name as well, the human name for the marmot to be tied to the town name. It's got to be like that. Uh, Joe comes in with a beautiful name for a marmot, Bella Bella Bell. Oh, that is. Uh, Jason says Zebelos Zeke. Oh, Zeke. I love that. That's really good. Yeah, these are great. Keep them coming. My favorite town name is still Spuzzum, I think, yeah. but it's tough to... 
combine that with a person's name. So if you have any ideas, please. <laughs> On this Groundhog Day, we're petitioning now for a specific Vancouver Island and uh, lower mainland as well, I guess. Uh, groundhog or a marmot would be better, I think, uh, to predict weather for us because mm. we're just we're so detached from the rest of Canada's winter. Well, right. Why is a, a, a marmot in Ontario telling us what to do out on the West Coast where it doesn't even snow? Right. Uh, so people are texting in with towns that would work with a marmot name. Uh, James says Bowser Barnabas. I think that might be my new favorite. Barnabas. Hey, I like that. Adam says Chilliwack Chuck. Oh, cute. I could see him wearing a little plaid jacket. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Bruce likes Buzz Spuzzum. Yeah. I keep saying Spuzzum is my favorite town name, and that is perfect. Buzz Spuzzum. What a cool marmot. And then Don. Don. Oh, love you, Don. We already have Van Isle Violet, apparently. Looked into it a little bit. Yeah, we do. And Van Isle Violet predicted that we're going to have six weeks of winter, which is pretty on par with what we're expecting right now, especially on the Malahat. We're getting snow already. So what happens here is that the Marmot Recovery Foundation up there at Mount Washington right. posted a video today on their own social media. They just pointed a camera at, one, they got a bunch of marmots there. Yeah. One of them's name is Violet and they're making the call for it. So we've got, I'm, I made a phone call. We called the Vancouver <laughs> Island Marmot Association. How long has this been happening? What's going yeah, on? What's Violet's deal? Yeah, I would love to talk to Violet. What are the credentials going on <laughs> <Yeah>. for Violet? <laughs> Hopefully they get back to us. We'll yeah. keep you in the loop for sure. It's official. Tom Brady has now legitimately announced that he is retiring. After seven Super Bowls and 22 NFL seasons, I mean, he's definitely the GOAT. Totally. It's a big day for football fans, and we have a little surprise. I don't know how you managed to do this, Paul, but you actually arranged an interview with Tom Brady today? This is incredible. Uh, no, you know, I said I arranged an interview with a GOAT, not the GOAT. Ugh, terrible. Come on in, Waffles. What could this possibly have to do with football? Oh, well, this goat makes Super Bowl winner picks. So, see, I put the Bengals and the Rams logos on these two tin cans, and the one that he eats first will win. Oh, wow. Does he have a good record of predicting the winner? No, not really. In fact, the goat has terrible gambling debts. Now he's just eating an unmarked can. How many tin cans did you bring today? Waffles. I think two of the worst and scariest, uh, most uh, difficult things we have to deal with here on Vancouver Island. Within the top three are crows. You never know when they might try and get you. Wow. And cigarette butts. Don't you hate when you look in the ground and there's just cigarette butts everywhere? It's a bit dramatic being in the top three. Those but are my top three worst wow. things about For where you? I live. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Victoria, urban region, I would say. So that's why this story <laughs> is wins all around. Okay. This so- is one of the top three stories of my life. <laughs> You're so happy and relieved. Um, in Sweden, they're doing this pilot project where they are training crows to pick up cigarette butts for Whoa. the city. So what they're doing is they're giving them a little bit of food when they bring them a cigarette butt. Now, did you say that the crows were already sometimes doing this anyways, just because crows are so smart and they just wanted to do that? I mean, we, we see that on the streets, them just like picking up random things. It's not, I can't imagine it being very good for them at all, I'm which I want to get into in a little there. bit. Yeah. But yeah, they're saying that like, oh, they can get all these crows to do the work. They get the refund for the cigarette butt and then the roads get cleaner. 
So they're like training these birds. So they haven't done it yet, but they're they're trying out this pilot project in Sweden in one of the cities there. So that's what I mean. This is all wins. You're giving something the crows to do, so they're more they're concentrating on doing this chore rather than dive bombing me right. while I'm trying to walk home. And fewer cigarette butts on the ground. So win, 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 win. But then I'm thinking, are we looking at nicotine addictions with these crows now? That can't be good for them. No. Right? No. Every day just nonstop having cigarette butts in their mouth. It's almost like chewing tobacco situation, you know? Like, that's yeah. not good for them, I'm sure. Are right. they going to have to deal with, you know, <laughs> uh, crows asking to bum one off you, you know? Yeah, I can bum a smoke. Exactly. And so, bum for that reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they're even more aggressive. They see someone with a pack of cigarettes and they're like, give me those smokes, you know? I, and I don't think birds can chew, so it's not like we can get them on like a Nicorette gun oh, afterwards. No. Well, and then you yes. see them with the patches on their right? wings, the Nicorette patches. Oh. I think it's bad news. <laughs> couple of stories here that uh, are pretty easily related. Uh, first off, big news today that uh, the benchmark single-family home value in Greater Victoria, so that includes the core, Victoria, Saanich, Oak Bay, Esquimalt, and View Royal, right. is up last year, January 2021, mm-hmm. $932,000. Yeah, pretty steep, right? Yeah. This year, pushed it over that Milski. No. Pushed it over to Milski. We're at $1.161 million for a little cutie pie family home. I'm not surprised. You know, I used to go on, you know, websites like Zillow for fun, you know, just mm-hmm. to be like, oh, one day I'll be able to afford one of these, I'm sure. Yeah, $400,000, no problem. Okay, fun. And now it just makes me sad, so I avoid real estate websites mm. altogether. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the renting market as well is really having a hard time. I know a few Connected, people right? yeah, looking for places right now. Incredible candidates have stable jobs, yep. no pets, single person. Impossible to find a place because they go out to a place and it's already got 200 applications. It's a nightmare. Okay, it's so like a listen. Lottery. Yeah, that's right. So listen to this part story too. That there's this uh, family. They've been saying they're on the brink of homelessness. Uh. They've fallen through the cracks. They say of this nearly impossible rental market right. in this town, and so they've been living at Hotel Z here in Victoria. You right. know, yeah, for the past the months. Cool hotel, yeah. And uh, Hotel Z now is uh, saying that they are going to uh, give them free stay there oh as they search for a, a, a permanent home. Right, because they were they were almost out of their savings coming up tomorrow. They couldn't afford the $130 a night that they've been spending there. And Hotel Z was like, we're going to give you an upgraded room with a kitchen and everything, a little mm. room, a little extra space, and you can stay here until February 18th. And hopefully they'll be able to find a place by then. But... Yeah, it's brutal thinking about that. Family's just unable to find a place. The only thing I can think of, because I looked at these stories, I'm like, mm. depressing? Yeah. Is uh, I hope that people hear this, people in charge hear this, and there's a couple of things. We talked about building up. Right. Hopefully where there is room. I was uh, looking actually at that. Uh, they're building like the tallest building out in Langford right oh, yeah. now. Yeah. And I saw in the views from some of those uh, higher places mm-hmm. are very, very beautiful. So that helps, I think, if we mm-hmm. start to build up a little bit more. And I know we're doing that downtown. And then um, did you take that survey that was like how Victoria can serve the missing middle? Mm. So that's like right now we got apartments yeah, and we got houses. And in the middle, there are like multifamily houses, mm-hmm. there are townhouses, there's all these like smaller places that are missing in that middle of that equation. And if we can do more to make it easy to zone for that kind of housing. Yeah, that could help. 
We're here today live on Groundhog Day with one of the famous groundhogs. Which one is it again? No, it doesn't matter. Right. And rather than get information from the groundhog, we have some information for you, little guy. First, the DNA test confirms that you are, in fact, not a meteorologist. Next, right here, it says that you're not even full groundhog, but rather 68% whistle pig. And finally, prognostication, it turns out, is not really a thing. Yeah, so maybe you should shut it down. Oh, what's that? A little note? It says, it's currently snowing on the Malahat. And, okay, that checks out. Whoa, you still got it after all. There's this bittersweet story right now where about like 158 dogs and 146 cats and a whole bunch of other animals have touched down in Vancouver and they're coming from Afghanistan and they're all going to either be reunited with their owners who fled the area or they're going to be rescued and adopted out. Yeah. And this plane, yeah, was just absolutely packed with animals who have just gone through the most traumatic thing ever. And all these organizations like the SPCA, I know a bunch of local organizations helped out mm-hmm. and Raincoast Dog Rescue Society was a huge part of this. Um, so yeah, there's videos and photos of them being reunited with their owners and everything. It's really sweet. The most heartwarming. Harrowing story though to begin with, right? I mean, yeah. think about oh my gosh, the people who in such a hard position needing mm-hmm. number one to f- flee their homes right. in Afghanistan and escape the country at a moment's notice. Heartbreaking to have to leave their pets behind. Yeah. And then the organizations who then are working in Afghanistan and with those like local animal rescue places on the ground to try and jump through all the ta- red tape and hoops and whatever yeah. to get the animals out of the country after the fact mm-hmm. and then now the Herculean effort of reuniting them with their former owners? Oh yeah. Oh you know, my gosh. And you know there's going to be some real good videos coming out of that. Some tear jerkers for sure. Those are my favorite I know videos. The little like videos. dog wiggle. <laughs> oh, we all need to watch yeah. these videos, okay? It'll make everyone feel a little better. It's nice. It's real nice. If you got Two million dollars, two point three million dollars. You could probably buy a pretty nice house in Victoria. Like, well, not that nice, oh, but yeah. pretty, pretty nice, probably. Pretty Single nice. family home. Yeah, I think that's standalone. The maybe average house price over in Vancouver, and right. probably a decently nice one in Victoria. Or have we got an investment deal for you? Yes. How about Edelweiss Village in Golden, BC? There a whole village, a whole village for the price of a decent house in Victoria. Two point three mil. There's six houses. They're all built more than 100 years ago. Really, this is like a historic site. These houses are adorable also. The pictures of the town is just, imagine like a little tiny mountain and then this beautiful Swiss chalet, uh-huh. but not the the restaurant, <laughs> like a Swiss wow. chalet at the top. You could probably like Maybe get, get some, some income chalet going sauce in, in there. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh... But these little houses on top of each own like little separate hill, it's absolutely adorable. And they're hoping that someone is going to buy it and keep it restored and have it possibly become like a big tourist destination for yeah. Golden BC. Yeah, and you're Golden, that's right. So these little cutie pie buildings feature amazing woodwork, mm-hmm. wooden staircases, views that are hard to beat from every single window. Yeah, no guff. If you're up in the mountains, in the Rocky Mountains, I can imagine what every single view is like. Okay, but imagine this. Okay. Six houses, six friends. You have your own little village. Mm-hmm. 
split $2.3 million. I think that's, I don't know what the math is, but it seems almost affordable. Yeah, do some quick math on that. <laughs> yeah. Call your friends. Buy a village. You did the math there? I think it's, if you're going to buy a whole village, six little houses in the village mm-hmm. between six friends, each house, if you went in evenly, mm-hmm. would cost about 383000 Yeah, that's that's pretty good. I think that math is right. Please I, correct yeah. us if it's wrong. Oh, please do. But you know some of the houses are going to be nicer. Mm-hmm. Right. Have like a, a butter churn error. You have to in pull it. straws for which house you want. Yeah, which one has the nicest view. Mm-hmm. It was cool when Jimbo from here in Victoria was on Canada, the Canada version of Canada's Drag Race. Drag Race. Yeah. Now Jimbo is on the uh, the American, like the big American version representing Canada. Is that correct? No, so it's the UK versus the world series of uh, Drag Race. Okay. Yeah. That's still a big deal but though, representing right? Canada wow. on the stage. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk about Jimbo's recent performance. Mm-hmm. Jimbo is a drag queen, by the way, right. uh, but also has clowning background and is just like the weirdest, creepiest character. Yeah. I just, I'm obsessed with Jimbo. Uh, but the recent performance was wild. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, yeah. This, I can't remember the name of the character. It comes out, it's like a big, scary ghost, but then also has like, I think, nipples to, on it and everything. Mm. That's, yeah. I remember seeing that for the first time in person mm. and being like, what am I witnessing <laughs> yes. in this moment? I think I should leave. Like, it was so unsettling, but one of the most interesting, coolest, craziest things I've ever seen in my life perform live. And then now for that to be exposed to the world uh, and to represent Victoria. It's so wonderful. Yeah, I remember going to like a random comedy set, you know, in that like mm-hmm. Goodfellas building. Okay. Yeah, I never knew that building even existed. So I was already like, where am I? <laughs> and it was like an Easter special. And Jimbo comes out in this like Easter bunny, creepy clown costume. And yeah. there's just whispering little sultry things into people's ears. And we're all just like, what are we experiencing? You're just immersed in... Jimbo's wild world. Yes. Yeah. Big fan. Huge fan. Yeah. Congratulations. Yesterday, MP Candace Bergen was selected to replace Aaron O'Toole as the interim leader of the Conservative Party, and the country was immediately divided. That's right. Those who remember the TV show Murphy Brown and those who do not. Now, I've never heard of Murphy Brown. When was this on? I think it was the 80s or 90s. It was set in a newsroom, and she was a journalist and a news anchor. No, not ringing any bells whatsoever. Yeah, there was a running joke where she always had a different secretary or assistant. Great, sounds fun. At one point in the show, she had a baby and she sang, you make me feel like a natural woman to the baby. Didn't the Simpsons make a reference to that? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really remember that either. Murphy Brown, everyone. Enjoy your trip down memory lane. Or your complete obliviousness. Big shout out to Spumoni. I've been on a big Spumoni kick recently. Found some in uh, the grocery store, which was a real treat because it's hard to find. If you don't know what Spumoni is, I think it's like a cherry I said pistachio. a character from the Recess show, right? Oh, Spinelli, yeah. Oh, that's Spinelli. That's Close. different? Oh. Close. I bet she loves Spumoni. So what's Spumoni? It's an ice cream that's like cherry and pistachio and chocolate, and it is delicious. It's an Italian. You know this. 
I'm explaining to you, but you you were mad at me for even bringing Spumoni up. You're like, I'm <laughs> Italian. Of course I, I know what this just, is. You're explaining Spumoni to me. I grew up with Spumoni. No, but that's great. I'm one, that's great that you like it. I don't like it. You don't like it? Nah, I'm not really into oh, it. I know. The, the one I found is so good. It's got actual cherry chunks in it. Mm-hmm. Woo! I love it. I know. All the like traditional Italian treats that I grew up with, like panettone at mm. Christmas time, hate it. Really? Uh, yeah. Ver- mm. um, you know what else I don't like? Gnocchis. Oh, no? No. It's too mushy. Oh. But you can get, get it crispy on the outside. Maybe it's just the way it was made. I'm not going to convince you. But. Yeah. But Spumoni, good? You like it? Oh, love it. Yeah. I'm so glad for you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ride a bike, right? I love riding my bike. Yeah, it's in good conditions, a nice bike. No, I've left it out in the rain to rust. Oh, it's no. Terrible. I know. I like riding my bike, but I am not good at it, and I lay leave it sometimes, and I'm not proud of that. Right. But I, I can get it tuned up pretty easily. Right. I have this old, um, like, 80s bike. It's super heavy, though, so it's not the best for, you know, going around, like, trying to go fast, <laughs> right. but great for cruising. But this thing has lasted forever. I don't know how many families it's been in, but managed <laughs> to be with me now, and I'm very grateful for it, because it's easy to fix, right? It's, like, Love very that simple Mm -hmm. it's gonna be around forever and yeah i love this bike well now there's this petition going around started down in the states because i didn't really realize that you've got an older bike Mm. i've got a bit of an older bike that's uh pretty high quality and easy to fix but more and more bikes unfortunately are using these plastic parts that are impossible to fix and in fact the way they fit in with the rest of the bike it's like the bike is designed specifically to fail and we see this in a lot of different industries they build things so that you're not that you'll fit like look at your phone right right if your phone after a few years has got a little dents or cracks or chips or whatever in it is traded in for a new phone Mm -hmm. and so that's something what they're trying to do here with the bikes that's exactly it. So right now there is a petition to try and stop the manufacturing of these built to fail bikes, which a lot of bike mechanics are, are calling it. Uh-huh. Where, you know, you'll get a bike for under $200 and it'll fall apart within 100 hours of, of riding. Okay. So they're saying, you know, what people need, you know, better quality bikes that you can actually fix. It's going to cost you way less in the long run because you're not just rebuying bikes and everything. And not to mention the impact that it has on the environment is a huge thing too, right? Yeah. All these bikes in the landfill, just pretty much disposable, getting Absolutely. a new one. Yeah. Look, at I like getting brand new everything as well, yeah. but this is something that, like we said, goes beyond bicycles, phones, TVs, cars, all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And as much as I would love for recycling to be that every single thing just got melted down yeah. and then made into something <laughs> brand new. That's just not the way it works. And so it would be great if this petition does well and then it extends to more consumer goods. And I think it's just good for the public to think about those sort of things. You know, if you're spending $200, is it actually worth it or should you spend a little bit more right now in uh, order to have it for longer? Uh-huh. Yeah. And now announcing the word and or phrase of the day. Sure, we can do the whole phrase. Yeah, we talked this whole five minutes about (laughs) bikes and other consumer products that are built specifically to fail so you have to buy a new one after a little while and we forgot to use the word that it's called which is the word is oboe slants (laughs) (laughs) oh is that not right obosion slants Thanks, word bird. little piece of paper with the word obsolescence in the in its mouth. Thanks, word bird. What is it? Obsolescence. Obsolescence. Planned That's obsolescence. the word. I know. 
Well, there's something incredibly awesome available to watch this weekend. That's right. You are now able to watch the pinnacle of human physical achievement, gifted athletes who have trained and sacrificed for years to be the best in the world. Inspiring millions around the world to reach their mental and physical limits. Absolutely. Not to mention, it's pretty great to see these guys get kicked in the nuts. What? I thought we were talking about the Olympics. No, new Jackass movie's out now. My groin! (laughs) That was a good one. Uh, uh, Oh, gosh. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.